0: 18 so it finishes with 18 because yeah. the best part of that workout was the last
1: 10 cleveland jerks yeah yeah
2: bam so 18
1: alive. 18 th- ah, i think maybe it would have to have been it's ugly 15 but maybe not 15 15 30 15 or 13, 12
3: 45. 36
1: 12 yeah 15 45 yeah. something along those lines <clears throat> pat screwed the pooch he fucked the pooch Right. <laughs>
2: Macro Marco Calderon <clears throat> Olivia's a beast uh, should be proud absolutely Heidi Krum, terrible camera work oh that's you're being too nice didn't even get to see Cara finish or the race with Barnhart and Annie <laughs> I mean people were cr- when someone's crossing the finish line you can't cut um, you guys really underestimated Ellie in your prediction she killed it oh, I don't think so uh,
1: I literally picked her to win
2: uh, Brandon Waddell agree Heidi. Uh, yes. Uh, lousy all weekend. Um, I'm so bummed. Pat imploded. I, w- I will say this. I misspoke. I wrote in the text that, uh, Emma imploded. She actually never imploded. She paced herself great to her ability and we actually didn't see her implode. She should be proud. I mean, she's,
4: she's, she I, right, I was, I was sitting with, uh, with Kalipa. We were talking about it right before the event went out. And I said, if Ellie Turner takes third to fifth in this workout, which I, th- I think she can, I'm thinking Lawson's going to be, like, ninth to 13th, and it's going to be within five points. And it sounds like it's within five points.
2: Can you bring up the uh, women's <clears throat> leaderboard, uh, Souza? Is it up?
4: That Elise Bone. Up.
2: Uh, agree, Heidi. Uh, Richard Holden. Bam, we're live. Uh, I third that Heidi Kroom. And here is – oh, in real time. There it is. Fuck yeah. Okay. Wow. Time. 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 Oh, wow. my goodness. Time. Oh, my goodness. Points time. Points time. emma has got a
4: victory. Wow. She has
2: two. Uh, Brian, expi- two. will you explain to us what, what's going on here with uh, third and fourth? Oh, place? Yeah,
4: yeah. So we knew that it was really close, and there were some times from Heat 1 that factored in. So it looks like if we scroll all the way to the right, Emma Lawson ended up finishing, I think it was 13th, which was like, that was the worst I thought she would do. Um, but Olivia Kirsteader's time from Heat 1, which was second place overall, was the, that was the five, that's what I was talking about. That's the type of workout where an athlete who is not relevant in terms of the podium race can affect the podium result. These are the reasons why we, in general, don't like to see cuts late in the competition because Olivia Kirsten had qualified for this, earned the right to be here. She got to see the whole thing out, and her performance there, which was very noteworthy, incredibly impressive, uh, ended up making a difference here. Because Emma Lawson and Ellie Turner tied on points with 470, it goes to the traditional tiebreaker, which is best event finish. Just looking across the board, we can see that Emma Lawson had two event wins, Ellie Turner had none. Samuel Austin is going to be standing on the podium at 17 years old at the rogue invitational. And that is incredibly impressive. Very, very cool.
2: Almost impressive as Victor Brown's uh, donation to the show. Thanks buddy. That rope is high. I hope you're using a crash pad, crash pad, phenomenal work by the whole crew this weekend. Sevi, 100 pound dumbbell snatches. Let's go. Uh, can we scroll down and see – or can you organize that event by uh, winners? that uh the donations.
0: Tank? Head on over to BestBuy.com and pick up a dumbbell.
2: Yes. Hiller said <laughs> it. Uh, Cara Saunders first. <clears throat> Olivia Kerstetter second place. She won her heat, and she took second place. Uh, before we talk about how impressive Kerstetter is, uh, Cara Saunders is is – for some reason, I thought that she was going to kind of just drift off into the – sunset or she gonna make another run at the games anyone know
4: i have i have a reason to believe that the upcoming season will be her last who who who
2: car uh, car saunders Cara. okay and what do you think does that mean she's going to give it her all you know that that i'm this is my last season i'm going to give it my all
4: i mean i guess what did she end up finishing overall in the competition Mm, uh, good question.
2: Seventh. Let me see if I have her. So I, she have was, her she was, I have seventh. her phone number.
4: Isn't she seventh at the games? Seventh at Rogue? I mean, that's pretty good. She still can hang with some of the best Moon mm-hmm. Spiegel
0: really shit the bet on that last workout. It was Spiegel's Spiegel's to lose. <laughs>
2: You guys have to like pretend like you're running the show while I'm uh, typing. Okay, I invited. Car- Don't I, worry, I was I was, ca- I was carrying it with
0: the Spiegel commentary. Uh, th- 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 thank you,
2: thank you, Heller.
4: I, 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 I can burning. also fill in with. Uh, I'm
0: very let down that Cole Sager beat me by three seconds. Well,
4: that means you also lost to John Young because he texted me a while ago and said that he beat Cole Sager. So
0: when did he do it?
4: Uh,
0: within the last month or two. I bet he warmed up and everything.
1: Percy no
2: warm up.
0: <laughs> uh, I can see Daniel doing well on this workout.
2: Uh, Suza, uh, sorry. Could you scroll over I want to to tenth place? Uh, so I, the tenth event. I want to see. I want to see. Okay, so Cara Saunders first, Olivia Kirsten her second, Laura Horvat third, Ellie Turner fourth, Danny Spiegel fifth, Amanda Barnhart sixth, Annie Thor's daughter seventh place. No knock on Annie. That is a tough, tough crew of women who are extremely strong uh, from shoulder to overhead. I did see Danny Spiegel move to her last bar. They were showing her, and she never looked over to her left to see who was walking with her. She was looking down at the ground. I suspect she had no idea Kerstetter was there.
5: Maybe, but with the last three reps, she knew, and she actually went to do her last rep at the same time Olivia did after a really short break after Rep 29, she failed the jerk. Olivia oh. hit it. So there's the five points right there. I mean, that could. What did her fail
2: look like, JR? I missed that.
5: Uh, did it she, come all the way to the ground or just a re-rack? She missed the lockout and then just dropped it.
2: Okay. So she, So okay. Wow. So it looked. So it was going
4: to so, be a foot and, race. And what, and what J, no? And what JR is saying is if Spiegel hits that jerk, if she does not fail yeah. that jerk, then Ellie Turner is on the podium. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs>
2: Uh, explain that to me. Scroll back up and put them in the, in the right order. Explain that to me. I don't me.
4: think so. I don't think it would have mattered. Well, she it ended up. Fin- have been any- well, she it ended up finishing. Been- go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you think she would have beaten Turner? Correct. On that workout. He's yes. The graphic there. She would have beaten Turner. Well, Lawson's on the podium anyway, so it wouldn't have made a difference.
2: Well, in mo- just in money. It would have pushed her down a spot, right? No. No, no. Uh okay, you I see, I see. Okay,
4: yeah. Turner would have been fourth, it just wouldn't have been a point stash. She would have been five points behind her. So uh no Paul Richards, break,
2: been- Paul Richards, 1999 hardest working men in showbiz. Thank uh showbiz. Thanks, guys. I was just thinking about it. I've been in this in my office now for four days. It's kind of crazy. I really appreciate <laughs> the loot. Cute dog. Jacqueline Robertson from Canada, most generous uh person in Canada. Thank you so much. Uh 20 Canadian dollars. Tom Guerin again. Uh five dollars watching Hiller do the workout live made me realize this is the twenty twenty two version for the, of the old for dot
4: com, com. it dot com.
2: Okay. Watching Hiller do the workouts live made me realize this is the twenty twenty two version of the
4: old dot com comment sections. Viva La puke. Thank you. That's cool.
2: Uh you <clears throat> guys should know as I've stated before, Pukey is dead. The programmer for CrossFit is now gone.
0: Not not actually dead.
2: Fire. Well, he, he, he wrote his right, pukey, that's what but you said.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, he I really wish I could figure out it. how to send non totalitarian Canadian dollars. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, AC five, uh, uh, unite UK pounds sterlings, uh, for the Pat fund. Um, thank you. Oh, could we send uh, Patrick Vellner a link also, uh, Sousa and see maybe if we can get on. I did send Katie. Moder, a link, and
4: Cara Saunders. Remember
0: earlier how we were trying to figure out which event was the most correlative to the overall leaderboard? I think yeah. that this final might be it. It's it's pretty close. I mean, there's a whole bunch of single digits towards the top of the leaderboard when filtered that way.
4: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm a loss in third, <clears throat> 13th in this workout. It's uh... well, which 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 other workouts are closer? All no, right.
0: Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, event four look, is pretty but... close. It looks like event four.
2: Uh, event four. organize them by event four. them by event four, real quick for us, Susa. As, as Hiller calls him out. Let's see. That's this is interesting. Well, no, please. you
0: you just looked at it and you can see. So, like right now, first through, okay, first eighth fourth fifth second sixth probably
2: event four. We lose. We lose uh, L, uh, Emma Lawson somewhere. We we lose her a lot. We also right. lost her on event ten. JR, can we organize them first through 10th in the ranking? JR, what do you see in the top five finishers at the 2022 Rogue Invitational? What can you tell us for the athletes who want to compete here and in competitions?
5: Well, just that, you know, what we try to look for when we look at competitions that have at least seven to eight workouts, this one has 10, who was able to finish top 10 on all of them? And the only person that can do that was Annie. She finished in second, but Laura won four events. So you know, Laura had a 14th and a 19th, but she had four wins. So Annie got an like, 11th. Thank you. Sorry, I missed it at the end.
2: But still, close, it, but, but still, it's tied. It's tied with the worst finish in the. Uh, it, it's tied
4: with. It's a tied as the best worst finish. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, Brian. It's, it's tied for the best worst finish in the top five. So she she pretty much uh, fit into um, JR's plan. Uh, JR, do you think – does that say that something's wrong with the programming?
5: No, I don't think that I, – I don't think that that speaks to it. I mean, if you, if you look just on the screen at the top nine, it's a lot of the same people that we expected. Maybe the is a little bit different, but I will say that we can – say that the last workout was probably the fourth strength test of 10. <clears throat> what,
6: what, what,
4: what I would say about this program is what I said earlier is, man, it, it was, if, if nothing else, this was such a fun competition when so many things can change workout to workout and it's happening in both the men's and women's division. That's like, and you talk about a showcase that is, uh, is really putting on a show. And and this was super entertaining for the fans. I think it was a lot of drama for the athletes because they saw these big swings happening uh and it was you know some of it was predictable but some of it was not predictable overall i thought the entertainment value here was extremely high
2: okay brian so you bring up the question that's been going on forever that was very difficult to answer while rich froney matt fraser and tia toomey have been around can you program someone out of let's specifically talk about the crossfit games out of the crossfit games Or can you not? You're saying it was great programming, but maybe it's just because we didn't have Tia, Matt, or Rich here. I don't think he said that. It looks great because there's somebody – I
4: don't want to say that it's – Because
2: those guys can't be programmed out of an event.
4: When there's a field where there is the potential for multiple people to win – and multiple people to podium and it's not you know even at the games this year on the men's side yes it was tight one two three but like those three guys were pretty well clear of the field here we saw dramatic changes in in the lead overall we saw a lot of athletes with an opportunity to make podium runs even to the last workout there was a you know and it's drama. Yes, when there's someone that's as dominant as those athletes you listed are, it's really it, the programming doesn't matter much. They're just so good and so far ahead. But right now, the, there's a shift happening, and even though Justin did win today, uh, you know, there's belief amongst these guys that that it can be done, and that I think that's important for the, for the sport going into this next season.
2: You're saying that Justin left some blood in the water.
4: Yeah, these guys. I mean. Dude, Pat's sitting right down here on the field, and his head is still in his hands. Like, he knows that it was right there. He went too hard on the middle 10 reps, And you got to look at Roman and wonder what happened in event nine. Absent that event, he might be sitting on top of this podium. Jeff Adler, hey, Brian.
5: Uh, we actually talked to Snorri before this last workout, and we asked him about Roman in the workout prior. And he said, simple as that, he just, he just dumped. He had a carb dump. He hadn't fueled properly and he had no juice on that workout. None. He was just underfed.
2: Wow. Wow. Uh who's his uh does he have a coach?
5: Like a nutrition coach? Or just a coach out there, like someone
2: who's carrying a bag of oh, yes. food? Yeah.
4: Uh, Nick Fowler is here with
2: him. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, he was just saying
4: coaches that there is.
5: Yeah, he was just saying that Roman severely undercounted his macros going into that workout and he just had no juice.
2: Wow, crazy. Okay, um, great coverage all weekend. Thanks, gents. John G, fifteen dollars. Thank you, John. Uh, g- great profile pick. Uh, Teresa Harvey uh, looks like she's competed herself. Not so bad. Twenty bucks. Awesome coverage all weekend. We love you guys. Thank you. Means a lot. Uh, we are trying our hardest. Dallas Canyon, nine ninety nine. Always happy to support my friends that I've never met. Thanks for the coverage, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, considering us friends. Martin Martin Graham. That's freaking me. 1999 always the best coverage and analysis. what a great crew you've put together Sevon. you all are the best. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how this happens. I wish I could take credit for it, but I don't know how it happens. Uh, Allison Hogg uh, five hog hog oh. Allison hog uh, five five pounds. From the United Kingdom, love you all. Thanks for the greatest weekend coverage from the London, UK. You're very welcome, and thank you for your special um, silver money. Um, going back to the leaderboard, one more it's very interesting more thing fun about this: watching
0: without Matt and Tia, I was uh, answering get with the programming. Sorry, seven.
2: Uh, Sorry, so, say that again, Hiller.
0: There's a get with the programming and a comment in here. Whether or not it's more fun to watch this with or without Matt and Tia, it's way more fun without, in my opinion
2: interesting uh, do you have an opinion only on because
0: that? I constantly want the person who always wins to get beaten and uh, I think it's always possible and Baderos came out on top but it, Fraser was always so far ahead it was never possible I think uh, it's good for everyone to see and it's also cool to see him win don't get me wrong like it's cool to see him win in the last second because he paced it so well
2: uh, what do you think Taylor more more or less fun uh, with uh, Tia Matt uh, not, not in the picture more fun Okay. Brian, more or less fun with Matt and Tia not in the picture.
4: Uh, I don't think it's so bad to have a dominant athlete from time to time, but because we've had so much dominance in the last decade, this I think is needed for this sport so important time to have parity like this and you know competitions that come down to
2: the wire. Uh, JR Howell, fun, 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 more fun with in, uh, Matt and Tia gone, not in the, in the mix.
5: Yeah, more exciting, more fun to watch for sure.
2: I think if you're a new fan, I think it's good for the sport that there are dynasties. I think it draws a lot of attention to it. People start to pay attention. But for those of us who are in it, we like to see uh, the races. Hiller, go ahead.
0: Well, How about uh, Froning's final year? That was one of his most exciting years Mm is because he was being pushed up until that last day. And it's kind of like what Justin's always doing. I'd say what Justin is doing is great. He's always like everyone's like thinking they can beat him. And what was it, Brian, that said there's blood in the water? I mean, Pat was right there. Everyone was kind of right there. They just fucked up. And he didn't. And that's something we were also talking about all week. If he just doesn't mess up all that often.
2: Uh, I am hop uh, $20. Thanks, guys. Thank you, dude. Um, I want to go back to the women's leaderboard, and I want to point something out that we talked about earlier in the weekend. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong, and I said this before, but what you are looking at in Laura Horvat is the greatest crossfitter who ever lived with the largest hole. There, there's uh, no one else even comes to mind it is it is it, it is a bizarre sam phenomenon
0: and uh, walking. Uh,
2: uh, 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 but she fixed it right she fixed it quickly she did um and and, and i and i do you th- i think sam briggs's strength um which was also her shortcoming was also not as big of a hole as this brian do you have an opinion on that
4: no, I think you're on the money. I mean, Laura Horvat is quickly ascending the ranks of all-time um, females in the space, and she does. You know, if you put her on just on paper against those other top five or six women of all time, none of them. Holy shit! None of them have something like that.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, Sevon, Sevan. Yes. Katrin in strict upper body pulling won the games twice, but still had had and still does have that hole. But I do it.
4: I'd like to. I'd like to. That would be a good study. to have a comparison. We can just say, take a movement like a ring muscle up or a pegboard. Look at Katrin's finishes on those workouts relative to Laura's finishes on uh, stick handstand push-up workout. But that is a good. I mean, if you're trying to find someone that's comparable, Catchin is a, is a potential candidate.
2: Uh, anyone in the men's field?
4: Mm, I mean, well, I mean, you're you're you started like you're basically asking about. Fraser, Froning, Ben Smith, Vellner.
2: Scott Panchik.
4: KG Panchik. And none of those guys comes to mind as having something that's mm. that bad for them. I mean, the, maybe. How Belner about Josh Bridges? How about Belner Josh Bridges? Oh. Maybe Pat Vellner Swimming, actually. That might
2: be one. Very interesting. Okay, yeah. Kate says Pat Pat can't swim. Maybe that should be a shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and Pat's overhead has now exposed him in two competitions. Yeah, for like rope climbs
0: at one point.
4: Yeah, Shoulder I mean, to overhead. The shoulders overhead, the games was a lot more concerning to me than this. I mean, this is like, you got to keep in mind, you know, Veltner comes into the sport and he's, he is one of the five best that we've ever <coughs> seen, I think. But he had to go against Fraser and it's just, you know, losing after losing after losing. He did win the Rogue Invitation one year, but it was an online competition. He has not won a live competition outside of wadapalooza of this prestige and coming into this workout he knows if i beat justin like if the chances are high that i win this workout and if you watched closely him and i don't know what was able to be seen at home through the first 10 reps he was pacing well in the second 10 reps he accelerated and took a lead over justin and everyone was getting excited i mean you could feel it and when he's as soon as i think it was rep three or four in the set of 10 i was like oh no He doesn't have it for the last five. You have to have it for the last five. Justin outpaced him and outgamed him again. And it was, was, honestly, was devastating because I just, I would have loved to see this guy win a big competition like this.
2: You would have busted a nut. Anthony TPA, $5. Great show, gentlemen. Killed it like always. Thank you for having Brian on instead of John Young. Jeez Louise. I'm going to bring John Young on just for that. Uh, Brendan should be ashamed. Uh, Europa Chronicles. Uh, I think the judging really left some stuff to be desired and negatively affected the overall results. Event should use fewer but better judges, not one per movement. Me uh, and Jr Andrew talked Hiller. about this. Okay, go, ahead, go ahead, Andrew. Daylor.
0: Go ahead, Go first. No, 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 Daler, you got something.
1: Uh, well, I pointed out in this last mm-hmm. event to Jr. I was like, dude, there are thirty judges on the floor, and he was like, yeah, I think that's a little excessive. Um, think about this uh you have one athlete who's to jr was making this point locking out rep number 19 of 20 it's a soft lockout and the judge is giving it to him they hit that rep hit the 20th rep they move on to the next platform the next judge and then the judge all of a sudden just stops giving it to him um at any other point in any other of the workouts you know the judging is inconsistent across judge to judge within the same event that's just tough Uh, and i think it's
2: unnecessary um, uh, did you see that actual example, or is that just hypothetical?
1: That was hypothetical. I didn't see that actual example. Okay. No,
2: about it, one
1: athlete from round
0: to round, or athlete yeah. to
1: athlete? Athlete? athlete. no, one athlete from round to round.
2: As they moved. That. it. Yeah. Oh, you did.
4: Yeah. Well, so the I difference did. in this last, the difference in this last workout is that you know what you had, what you had said, Taylor, was they have one judge per movement, but in this workout there were three judges on the same movement. And so usually when you take the floor, I mean, you know, it's, it is human judgment at the end of the day. And you, when you go on the floor as an athlete, usually what you're trying to do is establish some kind of familiarity with your judge. So you understand, I can move like this and I can get the rep, but if I do this, I won't get the rep. Depending on the workout, you learn that faster or slower. In this workout, you could be establishing a movement pattern that's getting you credit for the reps and then advance to the next platform and move the same way and not get the credit for the reps. So that's where this particular workout at the end, I'm not sure that having 30 judges on the floor made much sense.
5: Let's look at it this way. Let's look at it this way. In the parallel parallel handstand push-up workout, you get a new judge every round. You get a new judge every time you go to the wall for the strict handstand push-ups. Think about that. So if you have someone that's giving you um, a foot-width position that's questionable, and then the next round you have a new judge step in, and they're a little bit more strict on that when you were just given it on the round previous. That's a huge difference. It's a different set of eyes looking at the same movement.
1: This bring that comment you were about to bring up, Sebon. I I will w- I'll let Brian go I'll real say, quick
4: and then I will. Now the one like counter argument to what I said earlier is if you do have a judge who's giving soft reps in round one, <laughs> reps one through ten, they're not gonna be giving you know they may they won't have the opportunity to give the reps the rest away. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs>
2: Uh, Let me bring up my Katie Henniger notes. Katie, hi.
7: Hey guys, thanks for doing this. Welcome.
2: Is the award ceremony going on?
7: It just ended. Uh, How
2: How uh, relieved are you?
7: Uh, I'll tell you tomorrow.
2: Uh, Because you're not you're not relieved until cleanup's done. What's up?
7: Uh, no, the event is so I haven't really had a chance to process anything.
2: Is this the last thing on your list? Like you got this whole list of things to do, and you're like, oh, fuck, Sevon podcast. Okay, last thing.
7: <laughs> no, and we still have to clean up, like you mentioned, so I still have a few days of work.
2: Is that how long it will take, a couple days to haul all that stuff back?
7: Yeah, I think we won't get out of here until Thursday or Friday.
2: Where do you... Um, what happens to the um 17,000-pound... A piece of equipment that is the rogue roller coaster. Where do you guys? What do you guys do with that?
7: Uh, we have a full warehouse for all our event gear, so it'll just go back and and sit there until we need it again.
2: Wow! And, and, and when you build something like that, do you think you guys think about that ahead of time? Like, okay, this thing is something that's going to be around.
7: Yeah, I think you'd like to see many variations of that. I think it was a great event, especially the coaster. So you're going to see it again for strongman for sure
2: do other people reach out to you other strongman events and they're like oh katie bill can we can you bring that to uh xyz event
7: um uh, yeah some of that stuff but we we try to reserve it obviously for the invitational here and then supporting the arnold uh strongman show as well
2: those are those are the two big shows
7: yeah.
2: um that white material that was on the boxes um that i i had never seen that before is is that a different material than the rest of the box
7: yeah, we put that on after we had some moisture uh, from the rain, and in the morning, so it's got some texture to it, so they wouldn't slip.
2: Is it like felt?
7: No, it's uh, it's almost like sandpaper.
2: Okay, uh, there's a guy here in our comments named Dick Butter, and he's been banned on your YouTube comments. Could you unban him? Uh, no. No, okay, sorry. I tried, Mister Butter. Um the secrecy around the events that was bold right guys thank you a good. clap for seven thank you uh the secrecy around the events as we're trying to um find out where it's going to be what the events are do you guys find that endearing or do you find that annoying
7: um i don't it's not annoying but we we want it to be about the athletes so uh Getting leaked and then having multiple people dissected before the athletes even get it—we just want it to be a fair event, and we are really going to hold the line on that.
2: Okay, well, yeah. So, so it doesn't bother you that we're also though trying to figure it out and, and speculate and, and sneak photos, etc. It's part speculate of the game.
7: Away. Speculate, speculate away.
2: Speculate away. Okay. Um,
7: Did you pick the last event? Did anybody get it right?
2: No. I got it right about two months ago. Uh, oh, we weren't, n- we not weren't even clo- close at all
4: on that one. Uh,
2: a matter of fact, um, the group was saying that they hope they don't see a barbell. And then, as soon as they saw the event, all four of them were like, This is the greatest event ever. We love this. I'm like, Wait, what ha- What happened to our stance on the barbell?
7: I think for as much uh, work as they did and to watch uh, those guys, like 313 is crazy for as much volume as they have this weekend. Katie, they, uh,
4: some of the programmers talk about like having marquee events and then slotting things in around it. Was the final one of the first, last, or middle events that you guys slotted in this time around?
7: Uh, it was probably in the middle, but it didn't become uh, the final event until we started to figure out the schedule. But with the way the scoring worked out, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a more epic ending on the, on the men's race.
2: I agree. Uh, well done. Uh, t- two of the events that... Um, that had time, the, Two of the events that were time-capped, no women finished and men finished. Why the discrepancy in the men's test? I'm guessing that was a testing thing. Why the discrepancy in the men's testing and the women's testing?
7: I think uh, testing with the hill is hard because we don't obviously have this hill anywhere we test. So just And then the volume of which we had the athletes. So when we had it tested, they were doing a single workout in a single day, not at the end of a long weekend.
2: Uh, that being said, the logs could not have been any more perfect the logs worked out like uh to the t how exciting was that
7: i'm really excited we were we were definitely it's an event we wanted to do but we we wanted to keep them safe as well and that's why we released it a couple weeks early so that they could practice and so when they came out here they weren't nervous and trying to figure it out uh you know on the first lift and i thought they did an amazing job adjusting and we had a couple of the strongman call the event and hearing them talk about how quickly um, these athletes pick up things and get better rep by rep. Uh, that's pretty cool to watch.
2: Does, does Danny Spiegel win that log?
7: I don't know, yes. but that was, you know, she wasn't going to go and I, I had uh, Drake go out and, and ask her if, if she wanted to go. And she looked at the metal log and said, no, I'm good. And he goes, well, you can do uh, 10 more pounds and do the wood log. And she didn't even hesitate. And I, that was just, I mean, what a freaking way to end that thing.
2: Yeah, that that, that was uh, insane. Brian, were you going to ask another question?
4: Well, you mentioned the drama of the men's final. We noticed throughout the weekend that there were just these massive changes. You know, 60 points Maderos would make up on Roman. He'd give 70 away. Laura would give 80 points away here. Is that something that surprised you as you watched the leaderboard over, you know, event to event?
7: Yeah, I think the the as many changes as we had, I didn't expect that throughout the weekend. Um, but for the spectators here and everybody watching, that's that's the race you want to see. Right. And even for the athletes, while they don't like it and they're nervous, they they performed. You know, it, it raises the bar for sure.
2: Uh, when you when you started the programming and, and laying the landscape for the event, did you know right away? OK, 10 events.
7: We were at nine and then we added the trail.
2: Ah, okay.
0: I know there's no way that you can see the comment section on the YouTube page, but something we've heard all weekend is how the CrossFitters and the Strongman are going back and forth. And Rogue is a company that came up with CrossFit and kind of is now like this giant entity. And I've kind of seen this as something that you're doing to support both the CrossFit and the Strongman communities. And I'm curious if there's any sort of thought on your end that you're trying to like intermingle and maybe bring in powerlifting as well. Like rising high rates all ships.
7: You know, I think the Invitational the last two years has been about uh, CrossFit and Strongman. But for us, it's really about the entire Iron Game. You know, you're going to bring in powerlifting. You're going to bring in Olympic weightlifting. And anybody that touches a barbell, that's what we want to promote. And we want to help grow those sports. Um, and if we get more people doing that, you're going to see amazing events that that pop out of this. It won't just be the Invitational. Bodybuilding. What would you say? Bodybuilding. Uh, you'll see bodybuilding at the Arnold. Got it. Thank you.
2: Um, you you won the 2008 CrossFit Games. You competed in 2009 CrossFit Games. You've been you've seen it all from the uh, very beginning. Um, is Justin Medeiros, uh the beginning of a, another dynasty? Are we seeing another Tia Tumi, Matt Fraser, Rich Froning type character here? I
7: think I think until he's beat, you have to say it. I mean, yeah. he he, mo- he moves really well. He's got a great mindset. His approach to training, um, it, uh, he's yes. So my uh, short answer is yes.
2: Thank you. We, we see, we see eye to eye almost on every, well, I'm going to everything you and I see eye to eye on everything. Um, someone, someone said in the comments, uh, quote, I quote this exactly. Katie treats Sevon the same way Dave does. <laughs> what, 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 what do they mean by that? Katie?
7: <laughs> I don't know. I hold you accountable.
2: Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, Mr. Howell, do you have a question? Do you have a question for Ms. Moder?
5: Yeah, I do, actually. So, sorry,
2: sorry, 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 Miss Henniger.
5: Yeah, so actually you said that there are some implements like the Rogue Coaster, maybe the Hill in general as being things that you just want to reserve for the Rogue Invitational. You don't want to let it be used for other competitions. Are there also some implements that have only been showcased at the games that you don't want to use at the Rogue Invitational, like maybe the pig or the snail or something like that?
7: Yeah, I think that's that's across the board, stuff that you see at the games. We try to keep as a, a unique uh, implement there. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't do it, but but for now, we we like to have unique things in different areas. It's just like for Strongman at the Arnold, you see some different implements that we probably wouldn't use here just to keep the two events separate and, and to make a better show so that you're not seeing the same events over and over.
4: Right. Along, along those lines, uh, did you consider coming up with a new uh style or version or build of the monkey bars for this competition
7: we didn't consider it for this competition um but it could definitely be in the playbook for sure
2: do you have uh drawings of of interesting monkey bar sets that yeah um,
7: we, we have we have a lot of drawings we haven't used yet
2: <laughs> uh taylor uh self uh would you like to address miss in this uh damn it miss henniger in this rare um this rare opportunity to interact with her
1: just a question about the overall programming from the event. Obviously, a ton of weightlifting. Is that something that you just want unique to Rogue, um, being the barbell company, or is that something you guys no, looked at it, overall?
7: Oh, uh, we didn't look at that at all. I mean, we okay. you know, like we talked about earlier in the weekend, just collaboration between Chris, Josh, Bill, and I. You know, and, and putting on the best event. It's not. It's not about what you're going to sell. It's about okay. the event.
2: How dare you? I apologize. I apologize. Which event was
0: your favorite? Did you have a favorite event this weekend to watch oh, program beforehand?
7: Um, I actually, I, you know, we talked about the, the women didn't finish. The, the way that the flow of the goblet was, I really enjoyed the, the flow of that workout and, and how that, that went, at least on the men's side. Um, I'm not sure you can beat Spiegel or uh, Adler on this and this last event just in terms of being a spectator with it.
5: Did you ever um, consider at all in the flow of the goblet, was it ever a possibility to think about letting them run up the hill to the to the goblet, do their squats, leave it there, and then run back down the hill?
7: No, just for some safety purposes. We, we wouldn't do anything besides a pull or a run, obviously. Uh, Can Katie, you guys see uh, it? I'm actually sitting on it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's little cool. Little yeah. It, is, it is crazy steep. Uh, how did you determine the steepness of it?
7: Uh, we just, we wanted to have a nice grade to it. Uh, saw a few drawings and just, uh, we picked the one that we thought would be best. Honestly, when we got here last year, we were like, Oh, it's a little bit steeper than we thought when we saw it in person, but, uh, it seemed to work out well. You know, the athletes, obviously on that, uh, that workout today said it was a grind. You saw some of them walking up using their hands trying to, to, to trudge up this thing. But, you know, I think it, if it stays in this venue, you know, you gotta have something out here. Maybe it'll be higher next year. Maybe it'll be different, but, uh, we really enjoyed it.
2: That thing packs up into a box and you just take that home with you? That hill?
7: <laughs> no, this isn't ours. Oh. But I think I keep getting eyeballs because I think they want to tear it down. So um, okay. it'll be down It'll be down tonight.
2: Uh, does anyone else have any more questions before I let Matt Suze ask a question?
4: I got I got one more.
7: Obviously, Katie, you've been around
4: the top end of the sport for a long time, and we still have athletes like Annie and Cara out here doing incredible things. But we also have Emma Lawson and Olivia Kerstetter, You know, did you get a chance to hang out with them at all? How impressed are you by what they can do at 16 and 17 years old?
7: I, you know, I had a couple moments this weekend where I was watching Annie and Cara and I just thought to myself, like the time that they put in and and the elite level that, that they've been in for so long is so cool. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now talking about it. But then on this last workout, watching Olivia just crush it at 16 you know, there's obviously a lot of foundational and base that she needs to work on. And that's just going to come with time. She's not going to have it right now. But there's glimpses of what you're going to see that, that she's going to be an amazing athlete. And if you uh, look at Emma, I, you know, I think Emma, Emma is, is setting herself out there as, as someone that really wants it. And um, she's got everything in the toolkit. She just she's just got to go.
2: Uh, Kate, Katie, I'd like to introduce you to Matt Souza, the executive producer of the Sevon podcast. He has a question for you.
8: Hi, Katie. Congratulations on an awesome weekend. Quick question. When, uh, when can we get you scheduled for a full uh, interview here? I'd love to uh, hear an in-late. Brilliant
7: <laughs> question, Matt. Question brilliant <laughs> question.
2: I'm sorry to put you on the spot like he said that, He, he had no right. idea he was going to do that.
7: He was going to fire me, uh, but he didn't do you know it. Sevon, I know you put him up to that. So, you know, uh, you're not you're not innocent in this. So, and Completely that's a TBD. Innocent.
2: All That's right, a TBD. TBD. Reach
7: reach out to me in in a week or so when I have s- had some time to recover.
2: Thank All right, you, you have my phone number if you and Bill would like to go out for a drink sometime. Um, let's say hey, he up. said
7: he he said more words today, so you can be happy about that.
2: Awesome. Would you give him a big hug for me? Maybe slap him on the ass.
7: I'll give him a hug for you.
2: All right, thank you.
7: <laughs> All right, uh, I gotta I gotta run though. Thanks, guys.
2: Yep. Thank Ladies you, and gentlemen, uh, Katie Henniger, the owner of Rogue, and maybe one of the most not maybe one of the most successful businessmen. Uh, business women business people uh in uh north america maybe the world uh matt souza thank you well done buddy <laughs> <laughs> Dear Bill and Kate, we're we gonna get um <clears throat> um europa thank you boys for that thank you uh europa chronicles i think the judging really left some stuff to be uh uh, okay we we talked about that. Give me one second here do some house cleaning guys. uh it's too damn easy. Just leaving blood in the water has potentially made for an interesting upcoming season. people going to be training hard thanks for the coverage. uh Jacqueline Robertson again from Canada. I forgot to say as well Brian, if you see Facundo again, please tell him I'm trying to contact him uh, interning with mayhem. Oh, that's awesome.
4: should have uh should have told me on the last show I spent the entire final event watching it with him. <laughs> sorry
2: jack uh, uh fr jd mathern ten dollars thanks for the content guys really enjoyed checking in all weekend event seems solid in the opinion of catholic priest and novice crossfitter wow thank you father uh and i and i'll be calling you later i have some things i must confess malik williams with the beautiful uh young lady by his side thought on thoughts on if Mao was in the field competing Ooh,
4: doesn't and know Laura. What? Well, for, first of all, um, wow. I, di- I did get a chance to to ask Matt uh, O'Keefe about that. And there was no, nothing about the programming or whatever that was discouraging. They're just really interested over there in, in setting up her for a long run in this sport. Uh, and they want to get a couple of really, really intentional training cycles in this season going into 2023. Um, they spoke with uh, Bill and Katie and they said, know, oh, we, we will be back in Rogue at some point Um but they're just taking this, taking this one off. As far as competition goes, I still would say, say what I said before. It's too bad she wasn't here. I mean, given what we saw from the rest of these athletes, I think she would have been right in the mix for the podium at the very least and possibly contending to win. Uh, and, you know, it's good. It's cool because, we, because she wasn't here. We did get to see some others. Excel, obviously, Emma lost in Ellie Turner. Uh, did very, very well. But I think, yeah, of course, we would have loved to have her here. She would have been uh, just another component of the parody, the competition, the excitement, the thrills that I think the women's field is set up for for several years to come.
2: Hiller, what did you say?
4: I don't think that she would have beat Laura. I
2: agree. Uh, I agree. Those, and I just want to clarify.
0: Those, those four event wins, I mean, even if Mal comes in and takes one or two of them and Laura still gets her basically dead last, I don't think uh, Mal can beat that point spread.
1: I do think Mal had a, would have had a couple event wins of her own, but I, I'm not sure that she beats Laura. I will say, I did not intend for that question to come off as "Are you trying to sell more barbells?" My intent was simply, "Are you guys biased towards weightlifting?"
2: But I think yeah. I, I, that's the way I took it too. I, did, I didn't think I didn't think you meant I, it like that either. I didn't. I
0: didn't hear it that way either. You,
2: you're okay. just a target. You're just a scapegoat, Taylor. Unfortunately, for misplaced aggression in this world, uh, it is your <laughs> destiny. Uh, Fire away. J- uh J- JR but but it worked out for um uh what's the yeah. bald guy who played basket it worked for Charles Barkley I'm starting to see you as the Charles Barkley Jordan, Jordan. of of CrossFit um JR Howell does Mal O'Brien beat Laura Horvat uh,
5: I I don't think you can I don't think you can say so many things would have happened if she was here there would have been people in between them on certain workouts not in between them there would have been one and two um I, I don't think that Mal has a finish higher than 10th Though if she's here.
1: I don't think I don't think she's I don't think she's even I don't know. I mean I have a hard time believing we should go through that. an I event think right by now. Event. Here's what I think. I think right now she's trying to beat Tia in several months. I would agree. Games. That's all 100%. she's thinking about.
4: That's all she's thinking no, about. And I'll say I have I have tremendous respect for what O'Keefe told me there. And it's something that's so difficult. The sport right now, if you're mm. trying to make it and you haven't mm. already made it, especially, it's so tempting to compete and compete and compete all year long. But we know that is not the recipe for long-term success. You have to be selective. Um, And I, I think at every point of the journey and the fact that she's in a situation where she's willing to listen to people who've come before her and are giving that advice and putting in the work, I think does give her the potential to have the best possible career that she can have.
2: I also spoke to Matt Fraser about this subject. I said, why isn't Mal competing? He didn't say that we're trying to beat Tia, but he says we're doing what's best for her training. And I said, well, then why is uh, Jason Hopper competing? And he said, because competing for him is what's best for his training. So he he did answer um, that question. Taylor, I want to get back to you uh, uh, in in one second about that question about comparing this to regional events in just one second. Uh, Mike Needleman. Holy shit, Mike, Venmo me. You're the man. You are Mike. crushing it. Appreciate the time and effort spent this weekend and year-round. Dancing man emoji, Mike. Incredibly generous uh, means means the world uh, to me. Um, there was I I don't remember. Can you can you paraphrase what that comment was? Because I won't be able to find it, Taylor. But it was comparing this regional programming.
1: Yeah. It said. It said, essentially, how can Chandler play second at Rogue and miss out on the games? Does that indicate the semifinal programming is flawed? And oh, my first thought good. was, I well, question. I think it's a combination of this programming, semifinal programming, and Chandler's performance at semifinals versus the performance here. So I think one thing, yes, we know the semifinal programming was flawed. We talked about it. It was so flawed. Um, but you could look at this event and you can say the same thing. You know, I... They had weightlifting. If you include the sandbags in the trail run, maybe you don't have to, but they were carrying a go ruck. They had, they were moving an external load and nine out of 10 events, nine out of 10 events had weightlifting. Clearly very, very, very biased. And that's okay. I think overall the workouts were cool. They were fun. The final was definitely fucking exciting, but you also had four sandbags in events. You had three clean and jerk variations. Um, so no, I don't think it was due to the semifinal programming that Chandler missed out. I think it was due to his own fitness, um, but I do think programming bias plays a role. I think it was due,
5: and I actually think in Chandler's case at semifinal, it was not fitness related; it was health related. He was basically having an asthma attack the whole weekend.
2: Ryan,
4: yeah, I would if you if you're trying to evaluate Chandler Smith's career, I would not consider the 2022 regionals a, a valid you know, uh, data points in his sample set. That was an out, I would uh, unfort- unfortunate circumstance based on asthma and allergies that was happening to him. I've watched him compete in person a lot, and I've never seen him look like he looked at Granite Games, and I'm with JR. I don't think it had anything to do with his fitness.
1: He is really fit, but I will say if the continuum of sickness, fitness, wellness, health is on there. So, I, don't, I mean.
2: <laughs> uh, let, me, let me ask irrelevant. you this. Let me ask. Let me ask you guys this: What if we took these exact workouts and we no, made them? No, it's not
4: irrelevant. No, it is not irrelevant at all. Yonikoski was also sick during semifinals and failed to make the games. He won the last chance qualifier. He did better. He did well at the games, and he looked even better here. Illness is a real thing, and don't forget. If, you know, don't don't mistake this. We've talked about this before. What the athletes are training for here is not optimal health <laughs> They're training for optimal performance, and it does put them more susceptible to something like illness than a than a net regular person who is looking for a low, low trajectory and distant horizon. What,
1: what I'm saying is, your health is a part of your fitness, though. That is a component of being fit and being ready to compete. So, what I meant was, my statement was irrelevant to your argument. Your argument is correct. That's what I meant by irrelevant. Uh,
2: okay, le- sorry. Le- thank you. Le- let me ask you guys this. If you took this program from the uh, 2022 Rogue Invitational and you were to make it the programming across the board at all the semifinals that are coming up around the world, would you guys be okay with this programming? No. To, to pick the guys who go to the CrossFit games, Taylor? No. No.
0: I'd Taylor? be more okay than for fucking some of the programs. Wow.
2: Is that true, Hiller? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was, it was
2: better than some of some the semifinals.
1: Was god awful.
2: And, and I, know, I know we're comparing apples and oranges because oranges, the point of this isn't to send someone to the games. But I was just curious what you guys would think about that.
1: Jr.
5: Uh, yeah, no, I would say that this would this would uh, would not be a great semifinals program.
4: You got to think about this. You got to think about what's the point of the competition. And the semifinals is a qualifier for the games. The games is a qualifier for this. So it's you know, if even if you were to line up the performances of these athletes at the games relative to rogue, it's not a good comparison. This would not be suitable as a qualifier to the CrossFit games, in my opinion. And this wow, you been, should
2: be
5: you know, and this hasn't even really been done before. Like this test, I guess you could say some of the Dubai events in the in the earlier years. But this is almost like a pseudo games. This is somewhere in between the two. This is somewhere in between a semifinal and a, and a games. Uh,
2: because of the because of the volume and, and the and the and the number of events and the the, the, why difficulty, do you say that?
4: the skill, the off terrain, all of it, the, the new implements, right. things like the hill that I mean like that is a really steep hill. that's you know there's a lot of stuff here that's extremely high skill, extremely high load, extremely high volume, demanding, and nuanced and different. JR's is right. Dubai has had a couple of years that look something like this. But even from your question about the semifinals, I would say, you know, we've talked about how six four cuts at semifinals is probably not enough to qualify to the games. We'd like to see maybe eight, but I don't think we want to see 10.
7: 10's uh, too
2: so many. So to I think seven
4: five, to eight, five, eight is perfect.
2: Uh, Brian should be doing marketing for rogue. That was a brilliant uh semifinals are the qualifications for the games, and the games are the qualifications for the rogue invitational. That's that's a, a, a true true and powerful statement. For Brian's beer, excellent work all around, guys. Nero Nero. Nero uh dissuvius.
4: Probably. Anyway, Super- oh, de- de- I did want to also say this about the qualifier for this. You know, we had a conversation coming into this competition about would you have rather seen spots 16 through 20 from the games, specifically in the men's field, or the five qualifiers? And what we ended up getting was Chandler Smith. And even though I do think that 16 through 20 at the games this year are fitter than the five guys that came through the queue, the nice thing about having something like the queue is that it does account for something like happened to Chandler this year which was an unfortunate situation at semifinals, precluding him from the main qualifier, the CrossFit Games, to this competition. Still gave him a backdoor inning to take second place overall. I would not be upset if this was the format that they ran back last year with 15 from the games and five from the qualifier.
2: I I agree 100%. I think think it's better to let people qualify, leave some qualifying spots. The father would like to speak again from the pulpit. Uh, Justin is a better BKG. Um... Lucky camera straps. Thank you for the mouse pad. I still have Brian friends. Uh, I've not given it to him yet. Fifty bucks. Thank you. Uh, with an A, Australian. Still catching up on all the events and recap shows in order. So just popping to show some love. Don't tell me who won. Okay, fine. We won't. We'll try not to. Um, for fifty bucks, we won't tell Spiegel, you. Spiegel won much of anything. Anthony TPA two dollars. Brian, did you ask Rich about Jr. beating him? At the CrossFit
4: Games, does anyone know what he's talking about?
2: We talked about possibly uh, JR going to compete in Masters, so he can compete.
4: Oh, in the Masters, they're, the, they're in the same division next year. I'm also in that division, and I'm offended that I wasn't included in the conversation.
2: Asshole, uh, Eric Wise, 1999. Thanks, brother. Uh, I love seeing you in the comments. Always great weekend, guys. Appreciate all the coverage. Uh, are you kidding me, Luis Lemos? <laughs> he's back. Are, are you writing down every time? Are you adding up how much people donate, Taylor, every time someone puts in money? He's keeping you just keep it a tab. Down. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You see that?
2: <laughs> you son of a... You're muted, thumb.
1: I said I'm sending them... I'm taking down all their names so I can send them my Venmo on Instagram.
2: <laughs> Luis Lemos. Uh, brother, thank you. I, I, I'm uh, I'm blushing. Thank you uh, so very much. Um, can we pull up the... We looked at the... Can we pull up the men's leaderboard?
4: Seven. I got to leave the area I'm in. I might lose connection for a minute.
2: Okay, we'll dock your pay. Um, <laughs> Justin Madeira, seven thirty-five. Chandler Smith, seven twenty. Jeffrey Adler, seven fifteen. Um, let, let let's talk about Chandler Smith. Are you are you guys suggesting that maybe we haven't seen the best of Chandler Smith uh, in his CrossFit career?
1: We definitely haven't seen cheese. his best. But I. Oh, I said, hey, oh what's it? up, Lazar?
2: Lazar Jukic.
1: I want to ask him about the programming.
2: Uh uh Lazar, okay. Let's see if we can get Brian to uh to uh Here we go. Uh ladies and gentlemen, Lazar Jukic from Serbia, the home of Novak Djokovic is coming on the sh- Nope, he's not coming on the show. Okay, where were we? What was the last question? Uh, Chandler Smith. Have we not seen the best Chandler Smith ever? Is he still coming?
1: I think there's the potential for that, but also, the yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think there's the potential for that.
2: Uh, JR?
5: Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure years ago, like maybe four or five years ago, he had this hashtag that was Games2022, maybe, or Games2023. That was like when he was planning on making – his debut at the games and anything prior to that was kind of premature as far as his plans went but he's had some other setbacks you know we talked about last year at semifinals but he also had the incident with his finger when he was at work and that set him back almost you know six to nine months so no I don't think it's unreasonable to think that we haven't seen the best of him
7: yet
2: uh and Brian have you peeped uh Chandler's Brian 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 have you peeped a Chandler Smith's finger? Have you oh Patty? Oh Tell Patty oh, to jump on. Is. We sent him a link. Ask
1: him ask him if he liked the workouts and just let's hear his general thought.
2: Thanks, Brian. Brian, yeah. have you have you peeped Chandler Smith's finger? Brian? Have you seen it? How much can we get a confirmation? I'm
4: talking to Pat. I'm talking to Pat. Hold on.
2: Is, is that really how much is missing?
0: I think it's his Pinky.
2: It's pinky I Could be wrong.
4: Oh, uh, you're you're muted, Jr. I thought muted, it was one of ring
1: fingers like that.
4: How did yeah, he lose like his weird, finger?
2: Something in the middle. He dropped
4: a piece of
6: a tank on it.
2: No shit. Yeah,
6: uh, he was moving up like a piece of armor from the tank, and it like slipped and smashed his finger. Did it just sever it right off? No, I think it was a crush injury, and then they <laughs> can't recover it,
2: so then they just amputated it. Oh Ooh. wow. Fascinating.
1: Yeah, by the barbell spin. I didn't even know they were around
2: back then. Holy shit. Oh why why did they um blur out the picture? Were there boobs on that? <laughs> <There> was, <laughs> it was actually his dick. They didn't want to show it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was a helmet on the end there. Uh, Dan <laughs> de Lu- Lu- Luyo, uh, thanks for solid coverage this weekend and gents. Uh, Susa, that was an incredible, or uh, whoever Caleb, whoever brought that up, that was incredibly uh, fast. You guys, oh, there we go. Oh, wow, there's his Yo. nub. Okay, hey, that's oh, an that's important finger. Way. That's, that's a that's a really important finger, though.
8: Uh, he's, he's, he's still got enough enough knuckle for a ring if that's what you're insinuating.
2: No, that is an important thing. Well, I I know with uh, in arm wrestling, that's an important <laughs> finger to help control people's wrists. Uh oh, talk about oil checks. I don't think you give <laughs> a fuck about arm wrestling. Fingers. Um, uh, Olson Dennis, you're live. Yeah, that one. It's uh Chris, but I, I I'm curious what you guys think about
6: um, these competitions where the athletes get to kind of wear whatever they want in terms of how it brings out their own personality, allows them to create their own brand. And then also maybe even if it impacts
2: performance. Uh, I was really surprised that people weren't wearing stuff that was branded better. Even a Patrick Vellner's tear shirt, you could barely read the word tear. I was surprised people weren't out there just flashing the seven. I, everyone should have just been wearing CEO shirts. Thoughts totally on that? Agreed. Thoughts on that, totally Taylor? Totally agree. Thoughts on wearing a CEO
1: shirt?
2: No, just on why people weren't branded better or people being allowed to wear their own stuff. Both. I, I just threw my question on top of it.
1: Uh, I don't think that's going through these athletes' heads, and maybe it should be. I don't think enough of them or most of them think on it to that degree or as calculated.
2: those Those 15 men have managers. Shouldn't they be saying, hey, make sure you wear this shirt, this shirt, this shirt? Like shouldn't Noah Olson be out there wearing a shirt or having a, uh, yeah, the uh, managers,
8: their managers should be selling the shirts as space to their advertisement. That's what I, I would say, especially yeah. as their rankings change, I would up the yeah. dollar amount. And then I would say, Hey, our guy's going to wear this shirt on day three for X amount. And yeah. that's, that should be a job of an, of an agent there. Just like that. I,
1: I, I agree with what that. About, I do think Noah's probably wearing, uh, his brand quite well,
2: <laughs> but I agree. But what about a henna tattoo uh, uh, on his back selling the dog food that he pedals? That could be cool. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that. Um, I think it's cool. I don't think people are taking advantage of it. Caller. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Peace I think much.
1: that if an
0: athlete's thinking about that, they're going to get dead last.
1: I'm uh, going to get a climber henna tattoo and compete with that across my chest. Next.
2: I want to, I, I want to say something about what Jeff bako is saying, uh, based on the viewership on YouTube, it's not worth much. Here's why it is worth much. The people who watch CrossFit, They are um, easy to convert. These people who who are people who spend money, who buy the stuff that they see. So a regular conversion might be like 0.025%, but in the CrossFit space, it's like 2.5%. It's like 100 or 1,000 times more. So these guys have an incredible conversion rate, the people who are converting. That's why it's just not the sheer number of people you have. But um, the the kind of people you have following you, like let me tell you, Daniel Brandon sold a shitload of toe spacers. Alrighty, uh, because people want to be like her. People want to do what she, what she's doing, and they want to get the edge that they think um, she uh, she has. Mike Halpin, Sevon knows he used to check the eyeballs and put out videos and see the masses move. That you could say that. Uh, okay, <laughs> let let's go back to the uh, boys uh, leaderboard
5: please I got
0: second on the freaking lawn chair leaderboarding Brian destroyed us Uh,
2: (sighs) destroyed you guys I didn't play can you organize everyone by um, uh, by the 10th event I want to see where Jack Farlow fell we had uh, olivia kerstetter the 16 year old oh no sorry can you organize them by the 10th event sorry susan can you organize them by the 10th event um we had uh, olivia kerstetter the 16 year old take uh second place and we had jack farlow the new kid on the block take fourth place what does that say about young people strength events and their place uh, in CrossFit? Are they getting stronger or are these guys maxed out? And now it's time to work elsewhere on their skills.
5: You know, it's interesting when you're when you're young, strength does come faster and easier. And as you get older, it takes more and more time. But in their in, in their case, it's probably the smartest way to do it because developing an aerobic base usually doesn't take that long. Uh, Taylor. I would I mean say,
1: you. I would say genetics probably play a larger role than a lot of people count towards and how fast you can get strong and how fast you can put on muscle mass. Um, I would also say, generally speaking, aerobic fitness comes faster than strength. Um, but also genetics play a role and also your mindset and your mentality play a role. Some people can't hurt as good as other people.
2: Are Jack Farlow and Olivia Kerstetter going to be the strongest people CrossFit's ever seen? Who knows? Potentially, but is that going to matter? Because CrossFit's about
1: a whole lot of things beyond just strength.
2: Well, I'm just I'm just wondering if that's something that reaches a certain level and then that's it. Like like it's super easy to plateau there and then that's it. And then and then or, it's or if you get strength when you're young, you're going to keep building it. It's like a, a six. If you're 15 years old and you're stronger than all the other 15 years old, 15 year olds are, you, and you continue to train, are you going to be stronger than everyone when you're 25? I think, think may, it's safe Go ahead,
5: go,
1: go. I think it's safe to assume that there is a point, there is a margin of of diminishing returns where you can only get so strong without taking away from other areas to be good enough to qualify for the games. That being said, every year, the margins of what we think the athletes are capable of gets moved up. How much we think they should be able to lift and how fast we think they should be able to run at the same time, or how many muscle-ups we think they should be able to do and how heavy that guy's same deadlift should be. Uh, And it just continues to be pushed forward. Um,
2: So... Uh, JR.
5: Yeah, I think for every Guy that you see or every Jack Farlow or Olivia Kerstetter that you see, and it remains to be seen with them, you see someone who beat their body down by the time they were 20 or 21. Hiller's talked about George Sterner several times. He, mm, was, man. he was super, super strong. Like in 2018, I think the 18.2 um, and 2A, two I mean, workouts like that at his age, but then he had to end up taking some time off to kind of rehab, to kind of rehab his whole body. Uh,
2: also in that group was Nick Palladino. He went from being one of the strongest snatches uh, in the game to being a, uh, a Twitch Professional guy. Professional gamer. Yeah. And he, what and happens?
1: He got is, is George Sterner coming back? That's a, that an interesting name. I haven't heard that name in a while.
0: He's in school for engineering, I believe. He so is not no. coming back.
2: Uh, Mr. Uh, Caller, you're on. Hey, can you guys
6: talk about what you think Olivia's training should be for the next year? Because while she did a good job, uh, definitely a lot more holes than I think a lot of us realize. I'd love to hear your thoughts.
2: Thank you. Great question. You're so more
0: athletic. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's something that Froning used to always talk about is if you were coming up in the space get out of the CrossFit gym and like while you should still be in there to do the linear progression whatnot, but you should still be playing every sport because athleticism is something she's clearly lacking.
1: I think Olivia you – know, You know who, who a,
0: else talks a lot
4: about that exact point, Hillary? I'm
0: not going to – you can't – nope, don't say his fucking name, Brian.
4: Just a question, just a question. It's Bergeron, oh. isn't
0: it?
1: I a, think Bergeron's I think down. Olivia is a good example of genetics and being extremely strong and I would imagine with a coach um, or being around Hepner, who's pretty athletic and is pretty good with his aerobic engine and general CrossFit I don't think she's doing any uh, I don't think she's missing out on that stuff I think she's simply 16 and it's going to take time
5: JR It's almost like in order to do some of those things that you're saying, you have to stop doing this and do and do other things and then come back to it. Like people talk about um, needing to be more athletic. And well, what do you need to do to do that? You need to do a bunch of different things to develop that. So trying to backpedal on that, I think, is a lot easier said than done at this point.
2: And, and, and what does that look like take her out to the track uh, having her start working on the ladder track and field events lateral movements uh ball throwing like what would you do if you could do one day a week of, of some variants for her, what would you give her put her in a team sport soccer what would you do let footwork
5: yeah no i mean basketball. Basketball. Yeah, I mean, I would probably do some things just like some just a lot of agility ladder drills just to work on foot speed coordination, all that kind of stuff. I think that's
1: basketball. I I I thought I
2: was going to get tore up for that bringing up the agility Uh, ladder. I really appreciate that.
1: I love the basketball idea. What's this? What is this guy Alex Rodriguez saying? You see that comment?
2: Yeah, uh, Mr. Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez. Uh, to your point, CrossFit athletes don't convert sales based on what they are wearing. Consuming, we sign athletes for credibility, not conversion. Speaking from experience, work uh, D to C. Uh, div-
1: what is What does he mean by credibility? I think he means
2: B to B to C, uh,
8: direct direct to, direct, to, direct to consumer. What, Matt? That D to C, direct to consumer.
1: So What's what that? is what is what does he mean by credibility?
8: I think he's talking about the autis- the authenticity of the athlete, kind of what they stand for and what they represent, is what might drive brands to them more in terms of uh who they would choose for their athletes, and then also <laughs> how they're converting sales. I, but uh, I, we obviously on the show have a big uh, a big opposite view of that a little bit. I, I don't know Smith, what credibility means. Shit, does that? Alex. Th-
2: I, I do have a question. Of what do you mean by that? Like whether they're woke or not, like what they're, what they're, what they stand for, what they're willing to talk about, how much they stay in their shell, how much they play it safe. Or like Or how they look in a
1: picture on a app called Instagram.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah. <laughs> um, also to add an athlete's primary focus is to train. So expect them to be salesmen. It's unrealistic. Well, that's, that, that's our point. Exactly. That's why they should have a manager who's looking out for them. Uh in that way, what does that I mean,
1: I, what does that mean? It's so vague. Credibility to the brand.
8: What does I that mean? I think it means are they actually using it on their own? Are they consuming the brand? Would they have purchased it if they weren't yeah. sponsored by them? How well okay. do they match with the brand? Oh. Which that yeah. actually makes a lot more sense, Alex. Yeah. Thank you for the that's clarification. Us. Now, but, right now but, I'm on the same page.
2: But, but that's that's not different. That also, if you're not, if you can't convert, if there's an athlete with uh who has a 100 Instagram followers, it doesn't matter how much their credibility is. If we're understanding oh, what you mean by right. credibility, you're not signing them. Uh, the manager should be putting the sponsorship together. Yes, athletes should be training, but 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 it's a it's a it's a great point, Alex. I appreciate it. Uh, get get up, Adam Clink on the show. On the Another show. great point. Another great point. I know. I agree. Why do you manage him? What's he selling?
1: No, I think Adam Clink is the brand and athlete uh, liaison for BPN. Uh,
2: and, and, and so is that he, where that? Well, I think you he was Her saying, "Get Adam on a because
8: ankle was
1: broken,
0: the knee was broken."
2: Oh, because he can speak on the subject because he does yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, that, oh, that's a great point. Uh, let's get Adam on. Uh, thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. Mary, and I appreciate the uh, donation you demand. Uh, Mary Pittman. <laughs> Hi. <laughs>
6: hey, I was just wondering. Um, whoa, whoa, to whoa! How much,
2: much to testosterone to are you on, Mary? Oh, uh, <laughs> more than you'd like to know, Savan. All right.
6: Um... <laughs> I was wondering who you think the most surprising performance in both fields was this week weekend.
2: Mm. Chandler, Oh, sorry. I
1: muted you. Sorry. Sorry, Taylor. That was my fault. I think Chandler Smith is the most surprising to me to take
2: second place. Uh, Brian, agree. do you have thoughts on that?
4: On the men's side, that's a hands-down pick. I mean, I picked him eighth. And I thought that was, like, a good, like, a like an am, bit of an ambitious pick. So, second's incredible. For the women, I'd probably say Ellie Turner. I,
2: I, I'm embarrassed to say my pick would be Emma Lawson. I always have trouble believing that people are as good as they are. And and I knew she was great. But every but I, for some reason, I'm still just, like, flabbergasted. I'm still just like, yeah, but I what? I think, I
4: mean, I, I, I'm just I'm thinking about it, I guess, selfishly. Like, I think I picked her sixth. I think they picked Ellie outside the top ten. So... For me, it's got to be Ellie and Chandler. Uh, Jr.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I definitely think it's Chandler, and I'm actually with you on this with Emma, not because I didn't think she was crazy fit, because she showed that at the games, but because even going into this event, we knew what Rogue usually was like, and we knew usually how it was programmed without even knowing two of the workouts, were really three of the workouts, and yet she still finished on the podium, and I would have not picked her third.
2: Uh, Andrew Hiller. A standby caller.
0: Most surprising? Yeah. I think Daniel Brandon's kind of low on the list.
2: Oh, so you're oh, okay, he's, he's so going you're going the, the op way. you're going the opposite way. You're surprised that she how how poorly she did.
0: Yeah. I mean, other than Chandler Smith, that's probably the most surprising thing.
2: I, not I would crazy be crazy
0: choose- low, but I would have thought you would have been fourth or fifth, not closer to the middle.
2: I would be curious to ask uh, what what um, Alex Rodriguez thinks about this. There was a comment on the TV that basically said Danny Spiegel just takes it easy because she's not chasing the money because she makes so much money on uh, elsewhere, like on whatever her OnlyFans or whatever. I don't know. can't tell if that's a joke or not or if she really has that. Uh, Andrew Soloway, uh, thank you for the money. Uh, caller, the floor is yours.
6: Hi, guys. How are you doing? Quick question for you. I noticed obviously Haley Adams was not there this weekend and, and the barbells were heavy, all the weights were heavy. In 10 years, does it just make it impossible for someone like with her body type or her size to, to compete in the sport of CrossFit? Is everyone going to look like a Roman Krenikoff or uh, a Danny Spiegel um, or something like that? I just felt like it's the heavier and heavier, and you're just eliminating some more of the folks that are maybe more the traditional CrossFit. Um, Body type?
2: Before you answer that question, is the caller – you can go first, Taylor. I'd like to add this to what the caller asked. Is the caller uh, making a presupposition that it's her body type and giving her an excuse? Taylor?
1: Uh, I I don't care to comment on whether or not he's making a presupposition on her body type. What I do think is important to note is look at the programming from the CrossFit Games. What did we just have introduced? we didn't get really any new weightlifting elements introduced aside from maybe you could count the one rep max sandbag clean, but you did have the seated legless that didn't get to go through. You did have the strict pegboard. You did have the crossover double unders. You did have the bar dips and the bar traverse. None of those lend really any uh, advantage to athletes who are bigger and heavier, such as Roman Krennikov. So no, I don't think the sport is going to be continually advanced in the weightlifting direction. I think Boz pretty clearly uh, stated you know, if not vaguely, but we understand that he stated the sport needs the most advancement in gymnastic strength and gymnastic skill. Um, so no, I don't think that's where the sport is going. I think the sport is going more towards CrossFit and being. Uh, and and oh, they, oh, go,
2: ahead, go ahead, caller. Go ahead, caller. the
0: future of CrossFit who the female is side. Emma Lawson
2: mm. that body type? Uh, caller. I,
6: I wasn't making a presupposition. I was just saying, you know, you look at you look at someone like Josh Bridges or Chris Feeler. You know, ten years ago they were able to compete in the sport, but. You, you don't get those. You get Scott Petlow. He's an outlier. Colt Mertens, He's an outlier. Who are just um, giant know, just,
2: versions of those guys? Is what you're saying? I see your point. I see it's it, it, it's um it's uh, Spieler and Josh, but giant.
6: Yeah, I mean, I mean, a, a lot, You know, whatever. Whenever they competed, they were they were right up there in the podium. But now, you know, Colt Mertens could could uh you know have the the games of his life, but he's just not going to finish in the top ten just because of you know uh, anatomical reasons. Not uh, um not of that.
2: Brian. Thoughts on on the evolution of the of the cross is is Haley Adams is, is the sport going uh, the opposite direction of her skill set and her body type? Is it moving away from her?
4: No, not necessarily. I think what we're seeing here is uh, Taylor's points about the games are excellent, and the fact that we have a competition that is high profile, that is high paying, and it is highest emphasis on the ability to move external loads like Rogue means that there's opportunities within the total. Calendar year of the sport for people who excel at different things to potentially have a chance to showcase that.
2: Uh, caller, thank you. Uh, right, thank you, Andrew Hiller. Um, what I love seeing the fact that Kerstetter, uh, I don't mean to be to beat a dead horse, but that Kerstetter and Jack Farlow uh, can shine with a workout that is by Jair that is as old as time in, in, in terms of uh, CrossFit, that really you can still just be really great and exceptional at a, um, at a, a bedrock uh, CrossFit workout, and, and it shows that we're still grounded to our roots. Do you have any thoughts on that, that they did that heavy grace?
0: Uh, that's a wheelhouse workout for them. I, d- I do think that, like I said, it shows – what they've got going for them from like their most like basic level bottom of the pyramid, they've got the conditioning, they can handle the weightlifting, and then it's just going to be working on the things that they're not so great at, which at this point is relative to this field, a lot of things. And they're young. So as long as they put their efforts into the right spots, they're going to move the right way. But like we've seen with Haley Adams, it doesn't appear as if she's been doing that as much as she should. And that's an assumption with nothing to back it up. She hasn't gotten that much
2: stronger. Hey, I would have liked to have seen that uh, workouts uh, with the 135 for the men and 95 for the women is workout one and then workout 10, heavy, heavy grace.
0: Haley Adams is like Laura Horvath in relation to the things she's not so great at. But Laura Horvath is way better at the things she's good at when compared to the things that Haley's bad at. There's just like she's more towards the middle.
4: Wow. I would say that, so, I, I would say wow. well, this is a similar conversation we, what we had earlier. No, okay. the things that Laura's good at, she's able to capitalize in more events. The things she's bad at are emphasized or highlighted in fewer events. Like Correct.
2: Uh, well, well said, Brian Scott Beatty Ten dollars from Canada. Great podcast uh, all weekend. Great podcast no, for no, the no, last I'm year. Great job on off. the heavy grace Hiller. Yeah, Hiller. That was uh, truly. Amazing, getting, uh, you, what you that grace you did, you're now legendary. Uh, oh. status. I was
0: still uh, thinking about the Haley Adams comment. I'm like, wait, how is that amazing? <laughs>
6: She's basically, Laura Horvath. We different,
2: we just uh spent four days watching the 2022 rogue invitational. Uh, Laura Horvath takes first place on the women's side, Justin Medeiros uh, continues his dynasty in the um crossfit competition space uh i think that we're looking at uh the future the, the present and the future i think we're going to um i think we're going to continue to see justin uh win the crossfit games this year i don't i don't think that there's anyone uh close to him I, I think everyone else is probably who's close to him is waning and he is uh ascending uh taylor if you make are you going to make a run for the crossfit games this year no uh, because this is so fun, or because your injury is going to take longer to recover from?
1: Yes, I'll probably be. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll probably be healthy enough too, but it's just not worth it. Kind of like uh, what Brian was talking about: picking and choosing your battles and playing your cards right in terms of when it makes most sense to compete. This year is not make. This year doesn't make most sense.
2: Uh, Dick Butter, I just want to let you know that I did try to get you unbanned from uh, the <laughs> YouTube amazing. over at uh, Rogue, uh,
6: and they said no. You from, uh, Joshua, you got to lower your t- your YouTube, buddy. At,
2: uh, oh, my bad. Okay. Uh, the things Haley is bad at show up multiple times during an event. The things Laura is bad at maybe show up once. Uh, caller, you're live. Taylor, just
0: a quick Yo. question what's up is that chest hair or did you have cupping um, done cupping my tight ass chest is the reason for my uh busted elbow One, someone thinks No. So <laughs> nice. oh, some yeah.
2: thank you caller oh, awesome. appreciate All it right. you guys are great with the deep Love you. with the deep question you demand bye-bye uh jeffrey i gotta put you on hold buddy oh my goodness hi hi, hi. oh jeff i gotta call you back i'm sorry Laura, <laughs> hi
3: hey how are you
2: good how are you
3: i'm good thank you
2: y- you're back in the hotel room
3: yeah back in the hotel room
2: Oh, uh, you got the family with you the uh husband and the baby
3: yeah Patty's <clears throat> putting scotty in the shower right now and she's screaming about it and having a meltdown trying to get ready for dinner so it's great great times right now
0: <laughs> nice um, event win
3: <clears throat> what was that sorry
0: I said nice event win
3: oh thank you nice way to end
2: Yeah, yeah. incredible. Uh, Before we get to that, I want to know a little bit. When did you get to the States?
3: Uh, The 18th. So we had roughly like nine or – yeah, I think it was like nine days before the first day of competition.
2: Uh, Were you dreading coming? You're like, oh, man, i got to fly around the world again?
3: Uh, Kind of. I was like – it was hard to – like I didn't get a break. I've never done like a competition that close together before, like in my whole career. So that was hard, especially now because I'm old and we're so far away. So, um, yeah, it it was, it was a bit tricky, but it was also kind of good because we'd just done it. So it was super familiar. Like we kind of, you know, like if you've just done it, we know like what worked and what didn't work and how we felt and all that kind of stuff. So, um, even packing was easier, like, but yeah, it's a big trip. It always is such a big trip. Like, yeah, it's hectic. <clears throat> yeah,
2: uh and that's a, that's a good point. You just been to the states, then you went home. And and you're saying that these competitions were close for you, that you did have to t- How old are you?
3: 33. I just turned 33 this week.
2: Happy birthday.
3: Thank you.
2: Uh you you had to take that into consideration. You're like, "Wow, can my body handle this CrossFit games and then Rogue?"
3: Oh, dude, I have so many miles on me right now. I <laughs> like over a decade of CrossFit and like, you know, a decade of individual competition had a kid in there i'm like i have a lot of miles on this body so i i honestly at some point i never thought that i would even still be here so um even like after having a baby i was like mm-hmm. I don't even plus one two or whatever yeah it's been a long ride <laughs>
2: Uh, we interviewed Katie Modder, uh, Katie Henniger about uh, 30 minutes ago, and she said that when she thinks about you and Annie, and then she stopped and she goes, I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, the longevity that you guys have had in your career, it's just kind of mind blowing. And it, it seems like you're even blowing yourself away.
3: Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I became a CrossFit athlete by accident. You know, back in our day, we were doing other things and started training CrossFit. And then we just, like, fell into competition and kind of just rolled with it and then all of a sudden it's 10 years later and you're like, wow, like, well, how did that even happen? Um, but, yeah, it's kind of crazy too. Like, Maddie and I were talking about it today. You know, we're sort of like the end of that era, like that first era, like of that first sort of, like, generation of CrossFitters that have been around, like in the old CrossFit and, like, the old CrossFit games. And we're kind of like the last ones hanging on and we were saying it's funny that it's women because we're like, the women will never like we'll never be as like reckless and crazy and stupid in workouts like the boys are like i don't even care about it. i'll just go and so they're like they're like years are so much like more intense and they you know maybe break a little bit more or whatever and we're kind of like a little bit more careful
2: are, are, are you happy that it's in um austin i mean if you were coming to the united states and you were going to columbus i don't mean to take a dig at columbus but austin is such a more robust city it's fun there's a lot of stuff to do are you happy to be there
3: Yeah, like the biggest thing for me and the reason why I, like I've always wanted to do the Rogue Invitation, I just haven't been able to accept my invite um, since it started, but is that we can fly direct from Australia to Texas. So that's a huge one for me is like we do one little domestic flight into Sydney from where I'm from and then we just fly straight in and we just land and we stay there. And not having to do those extra like internal flights makes the biggest difference um so yeah i and i thoroughly enjoy being in texas it's it's pretty cool um i i mean i've been able to see a little bit but not everything um we spend a bit of time in fort fort worth and then here in austin and yeah it's been it's been super cool like people are really friendly from every encounter that i've had you know there's like a little bit more kind of stuff to do and yeah it's cool
2: you see event 10 pop up uh just a, a few minutes before you do it and what is your immediate reaction when you see heavy grace
3: I was relieved because we were like going through our head going, oh, man, we haven't done burpees and rowing and like we're like, coming up with this like disgusting like steel of bridges combination, you know, with like all those like feral CrossFit things that just hurt 21 and then they're like, oh, we're doing grace," and we're like, yeah, I was sitting with Amanda Barnhart and Danny Spiegel and we're all like sick and we hear that and then And it's heavy, Grace. And we're like, yeah, (laughs) we're like just so stoked. We're like, oh, finally. We're like, this is so good. And then, yeah, after the event, I was like, I said to Maddie, it's so crazy because I had to pull out of the games in 2014. You know, I was like winning for like the whole games for so long. And the final was Grace. And I remember hearing that announcement and I burst into tears. I was trying to like support the girls who were like left standing. And I was just so heartbroken that it was that workout. And I was like, I got like to finish this competition and like, you know, the last competition in my 10 years. And it was that workout. So I was like, I was super stoked.
2: Uh, Did you say that this is, do you think this is your last competition?
3: This is my last competition this year. Um, Uh I don't know what that next step looks like at the moment. I'm just taking it one moment at a time
2: do you think that this victory that you had here in this final workout and the performance you had here affects your decision
3: uh no my decision I mean I I guess I can't say no because you take into consideration all factors I'm just very realistic about like the stage of life I'm at and then like where my priorities lie and how much space I have to give certain things and um you know at the moment like I've got a three-year-old and that's wild um and I care about my marriage and my home and like all of those kind of normal things and um there's a lot of time a lot of hours a lot of money like everything just still dedicated to this sport like um so yeah I like those things are definitely more important and more yeah contribute more to like my decision each time
2: um when you see the workout and you take the floor, is your mindset to win it?
3: man, I'm not gonna lie over the years and like being a little bit older and I've definitely softened like I know that, um especially since I've had my daughter and I'm just like a lot more content in life, so I'm just like I used to be like really fiery and hot-headed and I didn't really like I don't know being in the world like in the normal world like that, and it kind of worked for competition, but I didn't really like yeah, I didn't really like how that was getting me through other parts of life. Um, so these days I don't really have that that crazy fire, like that really wild, you know, just like, what's my husband in a towel? <laughs> yeah,
2: that's nice. That, that, that'll get some viewers fired up.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't quite have it or like I have to force it. Um, I'm just like yeah it's different it's really different um yeah I still kind of like enjoy myself but that like wild you know when you're young and just reckless and you just like you cut through it and you go after it like I kind of I don't have that as much um and I think like for me competition early days was like filling some sort of void for me and I don't really have that void anymore so um yeah, I guess I've just kind of grown up. and so,
2: so you didn't go in there thinking, you didn't plan to win that?
3: Look, I don't plan not to win it, but I'm also, <laughs> without being like, without trying to come across like negative, I'm just a realist and I know what I have to offer and what I don't have to offer. I know the hours that, other girls are able to put in and and headspace and energy and what they're able to dedicate. And I just don't have that. I choose not to have that anymore, right? It's not, it hasn't been taken from me. I choose to put a lot of time and headspace and everything like into my daughter, into my family, um, you know, into my growing my business and all of those kind of things. So I'm just realistic. I know that the sport has evolved so much and what's required of athletes is just so much bigger. Um, And... So, yeah, I kind of was like, look, I, I just don't think I can I, I – don't get me wrong. I work really hard and, like, when I'm working, I, I put everything into it. I do the best I can. But, you know, in a session that should take three hours, I'm busting it out in an hour and a half and then I'm racing my daughter to some sport or something, you know. Like, so um, – and that's just that just makes it a little bit trickier. I don't get to, like, mobilise as much and, like, do all those kind of things anymore. So, um, yeah, I just mainly wanted to show up, as corny as it sounds, I was trying to just show up and make sure that I kind of gave everything that I had to offer, whatever that looked like, even if it looks a little different than last year or the year before or whatever, just put forward whatever I had. Um, and that's all I could do.
2: Andrew, go ahead.
0: On the event finale, you said you did not see yourself winning. You didn't want to make that seem negative. How about on the events that you didn't do so well on? So you had a couple of 16s and a couple of 15s. You go into those and you said you want to be a realist. How do yeah. you go into those viewing what you think you're going to be capable of and the potential outcomes?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Like I think um, there's such a transition at the moment. This is it, this is what's been a little bit tricky for me this year in particular is there's such a transition in the CrossFit world at the moment like in the way that these competitions are and the programming and the athletes like you know we've got 16 year old girls girls in the open category for the first time and so i'm kind of just feeling it out and like i i I don't know what to expect i don't know what they're capable of i'm kind of like in uncharted territory a little bit um whereas so many years i feel like i you know we knew the field it was the same kind of field we knew what each other was good at and we knew how the workouts were going to play out and there's it's just so different. So, um, look, I know, I know things that maybe I haven't been able to work on as much, or um, you know, things that aren't just aren't a strength of mine as it is, or whatever. Um, that last one, though, I did go out to win that. I'm not going to lie. Um, the reason being is well, there's a couple of reasons. Is Like I am in this like weird transition and I'm trying to adjust to it and it's tricky. Um, And back in the day every year that there was an open announcement and there was like a barbell cycling workout, you know, like snatches on repeat or cleans whatever, I would win it. And I was like I was the girl. I was the barbell cycling girl and I just I felt like it was like what I was born to do. Like it came so natural to me and I loved it. And my daughter kept saying after every workout, like, "Did you win, mom? Did you win?" I'm like, "No, babe, I haven't won yet. I'm sorry. Like, I'm working really hard." And that workout came out, and I was like, "I need this, and she needs this." I'm like, "I'm going to try oh. and for her," and I really wanted to see if I can still do that and still be that person this this far down the track. So, I definitely, I definitely did go out deliberately to win that. I guess making a calculated guess that I had the potential to, whereas some others. Yeah, some others I underestimate myself, some I overestimate myself, and I'm disappointed. But, yeah, I'm in this weird, like, uncharted area right now. You
2: and Spiegel stepped up to the final bar together, and (laughs) she did not look over to her left. I have not spoken with her, but the camera was on her, and her eyes were at the ground, and she was walking forward. Did you know that – did you look at her? Did you know the two of you were –
1: she was in a different Sorry, heat. She was in the first heat. And you're talking about Olivia Kerstetter. Caro was in the oh, second Oh,
2: thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Okay, okay. Did you have anyone? Did you have anyone close to you in your heat?
3: Yeah, I think Laura, Laura was pretty close. Like she was going for a ride because she wanted to win the, the whole event. Um, so I could hear, I could hear that they were saying like where she was, and I could kind of sense that I was transitioning to the next barbell a little bit quicker. So I tried to just get my hands on a barbell before anyone else did. I thought if I'm always one step ahead on this weight, I can kind of just, like, keep moving. Like, we'd watched the boys and Maddie was like, you can see the ones who are doing well are right there with their barbell. They're not, like, waiting for it to settle too much or whatever. They're right there ready to, like, get back on it and chase it around. So, um, but, yeah, I heard, I, I didn't know, like, what the time was. I just knew kind of that sort of strategy and I could hear where Laura was, but I was pretty certain that I could maintain
2: um and uh that last rep were you were you coming close to failure as you that number 30 as you went to go jerk it were you like okay here we go
3: no I actually got a bit wobbly like somewhere in the I think it was like somewhere in the middle or um maybe at the start of the last barbell and I did a couple of like just weird catches and I paused for a second and so I then the jerk was hard and I was like no 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 that's not happening that's gonna be too slow so I started just not driving the jerk up I just catch it and then pretty much just fall underneath it I was like there's just I just gotta like rip like grip rip this thing and just get it done so um I was yeah I was shaky and I had to get the timing just right because I was like I can't lose a rep right now um but yeah because you have to have that element of control to not fail at the end it wasn't quite at failure
2: Uh, i I will tell you this seeing you uh win that event and perform there i started thinking oh shit she's definitely going to try to go to the games in 2023 go ahead andrew
0: 165 versus 155 good or not so good Um, or needed or not needed
3: yeah i think it's time like i i mean i've been saying for a long time like let's step it up um everything else has stepped up so the gymnastic skills get wild the you know the other random whatever random stuff gets thrown at us has gone like has really like elevated and the expectations are wild so I feel like weight got lost at the CrossFit Games for a long time and uh like yeah the the female barbells just always seemed a little bit light to me and it was like oh some people can't do it I'm like yeah well some people can't do the other stuff too like it was always a little bit I think a little bit out of whack. I had high expectations that Rogue would get a little bit closer to that. I did think, I was like, look, I think just based off like watching from the outside in and from like the past, um, the online version that I did, I was like, I think they're going to step it up and do it right. And I think 165 was definitely appropriate. I mean, everyone moved it, right? They all moved it fine. They proved that they could. And now it's like, okay, well, it's the same as like the back squat weight. It was like, look, it's heavy, but you just, that's a foundation that's a part of this sport if you can't squat heavy like that's a massive deficiency so yeah i mean danny spiegel said that in their gym if the boys do 225 the girls do 175 so oh. yeah i think it i think it was good
2: uh my daughter's now a huge uh Cara f- fan because she has cartoons on <laughs> in the background um uh final question and then Steve uh, see if taylor has a question here uh, did you get a chance to speak with uh, Olivia Kerstetter?
3: I did. At the end, uh, Jacob Hepner was like, oh, mate, you couldn't like, and he said, mate, that's an Australian thing. He, I don't know what he said, but he was, like, he was like, oh, you couldn't just let her have one? And I'm like, hey, I'm old. She's got plenty. She's got plenty to go. I'm like, I did feel a little bit bad though because she crushed it. And I was like watching from down, like we were waiting to, to go out. And I was like, damn. I'm like, she's literally like, I heard her talking in the warm-up area about something in her school bag. And I'm like, She got to school tomorrow and she's just doing rogue invitation.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm like, that is wild. I'm like Does you know,
2: she look like a little girl to you? Like when you look at her face and her skin and her eyes, are you like, I'm competing against a girl?
3: Yeah, she's a baby. Like yeah. she, she looks like a little baby, you know? Like she's so sweet and innocent. I'm like, and then I was like thinking back to me at sixteen, I'm like, oh, I was feral. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like just doing what they're doing and it's crazy but um yeah i did actually feel bad because i was like oh man she but i don't think it took away from her at all like what she's able to do at her age and show up and do that's just the start so um but yeah she was like she was good she was still stoked i think she knows she crushed it
2: uh taylor do you have anything for uh miss saunders no questions great performance thanks yeah, yeah remarkable uh cara i know you don't do uh a a ton of interviews so i really appreciate you uh doing that i know your schedule is crazy and that's really sweet of you Uh, one final thing are you still um, what businesses are you doing right now are are you is your sunglass company still are you um running that
3: yes uh look i'm not running it everyone's running it for me right now but um yes i'm gonna go and sink my teeth back into that so we're kind of having a little bit of a rebrand glow up cause we've gone into like from sunglasses into apparel and we're trying to do all of that and we're in the, we're in the trenches with it. So, um, yeah, exciting things to come, but a lot of work to do when I get home.
2: Okay. You're always welcome on the show. What's the website for the, uh, sunglasses and apparel.
3: Uh, active eyewear. Still
2: Ac- Eyewear. yep. A- say it one more to active eyewear.
3: So yeah. So the E is shared. So if you imagine, so it's just one E, A C T I V. And then eyewear.com.
2: Okay. You're the best. Thank for you so much. Uh, tell Maddie I said hi and thanks for sharing you.
3: Will do. He's here somewhere. Thank you. Okay.
2: Bye. Uh, as a mother who crossfits, here. you are a true inspiration, Miss Ridow. I got to head out.
0: Bye. Bye, guys. I had a monster question lined up for her. Oh, sorry. What was it? No, it's okay. I, I figured we didn't want to like, uh, what is it called? Take too much of our time. There's a word for that. She can be
2: really hard to get on a podcast. The fact I that I sent her my number and she came on, I'm... I'm uh, she yeah, that's awesome. When you,
0: what's it called when you take too much, when you're given a little bit? There's a word for it. I do not want
2: to do that. Like, greedy?
0: Oh, car is here. Yeah, I suppose.
2: No, it Honor. wouldn't have been greedy. Your, your question was great, about 155 and 165. I think it was very enlightening. I think it was the best question. Someone in the comments asked it.
7: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and I think... Well so that that I wonder if like Taylor had a similar thought too, something that I would always think of uh, how how do these elite athletes enter competitions looking at workouts? And we had insight into a possible good workout for her? And I was curious what she thinks of for a possible bad workout, And maybe that gives a little bit of insight as to what Laura would have been thinking during that handstand push up.
2: Oh, right, right.
0: Oh. Oh uh, guys! For the elite athletes who might be watching your show, like what are they
8: thinking? One second, I just want to close the loop on this because we talked about it earlier. And uh, Becky from Instagram sent this over. So Cole Sager actually was born without three muscles in his right leg.
2: Wow! Twenty-seven important facts. I was named Cole Trickle from the movie Days of Thunder. Wow! Uh, I was Gracilis. born with three muscles in my right leg. Therefore, one cat. Wow. Okay. It's, it's- so me pretty go. sure
8: that's the that's a, mystery whoa. salt? That's off
2: Cole Sager's oh, where
8: website. Where did you find that? On, that's it's on, Coles on ColeSager.com. Web.
2: Yeah. Uh, his th- his third was I-, I have a goal to speak in front of a hundred thousand people. God, I have a goal to have something um, that's important enough to say.
8: In front <laughs> <of>. <laughs> impactful enough, impact.
2: Yeah, impactful enough to say in front of uh, importance. A hundred. <laughs> thousand people uh we do we don't have anything scheduled for tomorrow right might do a live call and show might do a Hiller fit review okay yeah we got a live call
8: and uh tentatively scheduled so we'll we'll see how it rolls but i think
2: that'd be that'd be good uh i would like to leave you guys with one uh, uh nice i'd like to leave you guys with one uh final um look um Andrew Hiller, uh, and all the, on all these shows that I've always done. Oh, it's funny. I always put in Hiller fit review instead of just Hiller <laughs> fit. Instead of just Hiller fit. Um, you can go to Andrew Hiller's, uh, YouTube channel, uh, which has, uh, more subscribers than mine. I almost
0: <laughs> punched my computer on accident.
2: Just got, to just got so fucking excited. you <laughs> bringing it up. We got it. Uh, uh yeah,
0: these fa- puppies, aren't they adorable?
2: It's a don't oh wow you got another either. one don't watch this <laughs> e- oh that's awesome uh this is uh, Andrew Hiller's uh, most of you already know uh, YouTube page uh he publishes every single day it's always thoughtful provocative you can tell that every video he puts a shit ton of work into he's very open to comments and very open minded he's always sharing uh my new favorite series that he started is this testosterone Tuesdays uh I think th- was that your first episode or second episode second second um. And uh, it's going to be a fun journey to watch him. And uh, I appreciate uh, CAHormones.com also for uh, participating, not participating, uh, spearheading uh, the experiment. I appreciate Andrew letting me be a part of it. I appreciate you coming on every single show. Uh, this, These are, uh, excuse me, really, really long uh, four-day weekends. We basically have to be sitting in front of screens from the second we wake up to the second we go to bed. I will see you guys. We, we should, we
0: should thank my fiance, Alexis and Susan's wife, Grace and Haley for uh, putting up with us sitting in these rooms this whole that, time. Right.
8: That's right. That a boy. Someone's
2: <laughs> getting some tonight. Uh, thank you. And I, I will it. see I... all of you guys, uh, tomorrow, by the way, a second thing, all the donations are not taken for granted. They are, uh, I'll call Souza after this and almost be in tears and be like, what the fuck? I cannot believe how appreciated the community is. Thank so, you. um, Thank You You don't even have to want to do CrossFit, you don't have to want to be a coach, you don't have to want to be a trainer. If you just want the operating manual to your body, it's not just Forging Elite Fitness, it's the operating manual to the human genome. You'll take this CrossFit Level 1 seminar and you will walk away inspired. From the second you leave, your entire life will change. You will make significant changes to your life because you are excited. You will, you will start tweaking with your diet. You'll start tweaking with your movement. You'll start tweaking with who you hang out with. Everything will take a shift. For some people, it'll be massive. For some people, it'll be a little bit. No matter what, you'll move towards a better life. Everyone is going to sense it in you that you are more accountable, more personally responsible, happier, more helpful, more, more thoughtful, human being. And you'll be nicer to look at. You might talk too much shit about CrossFit, but